0: Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikolov.
1: Hello and welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing. I am Zach Williams and I'm joined by my co-host, Beth Popnikolov. And today we're going to be talking about email marketing, specifically the three types of email marketing every building material manufacturer needs to grow sales and how to measure the success of those efforts. Email is one of the most effective tools to drive awareness, build relationships, and drive sales. But the problem is that too many manufacturers make the mistake of sending emails without purpose. They essentially send them without any measurable results or anything that's measurable at all in mind. They're overcomplicating the email marketing, which is what we want to talk about today. And they're not doing it effectively. They're not executing it in a way that benefits their business. And that's what we want to solve. We want to help you and our listeners today, figure out what emails they need to create and start getting better ROI from these efforts.
0: I'm really excited about this, Zach, because email is such an easy thing to get up and running. It's it's something that everybody's already doing And we're just going to help you do it better. And these are all strategies that you could literally start implementing today. There's not a bunch of new tools to buy or a bunch of things to learn. It's just simply how to make your email more effective. So, and I think anytime we can bring that kind of talk about those types of things on our podcast, we're doing a good job.
1: So the first type of email marketing that we're going to talk about is your newsletter. Most manufacturers have some sort of newsletter, but the big problem with manufacturers across the board is that they tend to only talk about themselves in their newsletter, or they talk about, let's say, new product releases or featured updates or featured projects. It's very them-focused, um, or it's, it's entirely too sporadic that it's not really doing very much for them. So Beth, why don't you break down for us what best practices are for newsletters for building material manufacturers?
0: Yeah. So number one is your newsletter needs to include information that's helpful to your audience. It is a great place to talk about new product launches or new projects that you're working on. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to keep who you are and what you're doing a secret, but you need to have, there needs to be a balance and the scales need to be tipped towards bringing value over talking about your company and your products. So that's number one. Number two is it has to be sent on a regular basis. We subscribe to a lot of building material manufacturer newsletters for research purposes and just to see what's going on in the industry. And I can't tell you how many I'll get one every two weeks for three or four months. And then I don't hear anything for two months. And then it's once a month. And then I don't hear anything for four more months. And consistency is key. Because your consistency is telling your audience, hey, we've got it together. We, we're a reliable company that's bringing you reliable, predictable, valuable information.
1: That's a, that's a really good point, Beth. Because I think you know, most manufacturers view their newsletter as probably just something they've got to do. Right. I've just got to check that box. I've got to have that newsletter because my competitors have a newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but that's, not, that's not necessarily the case. And that's not the way that we view it. And I think that the manufacturers that are successful with their newsletter as a part of their email marketing mix don't view it that way either because it is your constant touch point that continues to assert yourself as a valuable partner as well as drive value to your audience. And it can be something that your audience actually looks forward to if you do it the right way.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. So a couple of examples that we'd recommend as far as content would be educational content. So this is how-to content, this is, you know, maybe standards or regulations in your industry or your product category are changing. Um, Bringing in industry experts, people like the channel loves to hear from experts in their channel. Architects love to hear from other seasoned architects about what they're doing and how they're innovating. Same with GCs about best practices. Um, That's a great opportunity to interview someone show that you are a collaborative company to work with and feature that in your newsletter. Case studies are great as well. We talk a lot about case studies here at Venvio. And one thing you'll always hear us say is that case studies need to be framed as solution focused. So that would mean, you know, how one building owner saved $5 million in their New York downtown high-rise, something like that. Like That's going to get their attention a lot more than how our product was used in New York.
1: Yeah, I guess that's too product-focused.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's a hard thing to train your mind to do, but in in the long run and probably even in the short run too, it's going to bring better return because you are giving your audience what they need and what they really want. They want to see how other people are doing things successfully versus you just pushing your product.
0: Yeah, exactly. And your product is the solution. That's the like spoiler alert. Like That's what you're <laughs> getting at. <laughs> you're just getting at it in a way that's a little bit more engaging. Um, and then finally, obviously, in newsletters, you do want to include product launches, new features, if you're going to a trade show, if you're doing any type of co-branding with another company, things like that absolutely should be featured. But you can see, you know, we kind of have a three to one ratio of giving content versus just talking about yourself.
1: And that's a really good way to look at it. Is how, what's the ratio of value versus talking about yourself? And you know, I'd almost argue you don't, you don't want to talk about yourself at all. But I think there is sometimes a place for that because people do want to stay updated on, you know, what trade shows, like you said, you're going to things of that nature. So you want to pay attention to your open rate, your click-through rate, and your unsubscribe rate. Those are like the three big metrics to look at with email marketing. And then a quick benchmark for the building materials industry for open rate and click-through rate is for open rate, it's somewhere between 15 and 25%. And then click rate is somewhere between 10 and 15%. If you're hitting that, you should feel re- relatively good about your content. But we have clients that are far exceeding that, and frankly, we're not satisfied. (laughs) You know, we've got to always find ways to re-engage people and to build our our open rate, our click-through rate, and ultimately our engagement. And one of my favorite examples of a manufacturer that we think that does their newsletter the right way is a flooring company called Nidri. They sell what they call is the world's toughest wood flooring. And if you subscribe to their newsletter or look through it, a lot of their content um, isn't necessarily even about their product. They do talk around the industry. They talk about how you know engineered woods um, or hardwoods come, you know stack up to let's say LVP or something like that. Um, but they're really focused on how can they help the A and D community? How can they drive more value and build education that people look forward to? So they have a lot of content not only on let's say hardwoods, but they talk about high traffic maintenance. They talk about design trends. They're talking about what industry experts are saying about the space, whether that's designers or architects and how that relates to flooring specifically. So they're inserting themselves into the A&D conversation by bringing a lot of really great value. And the best part is that they do this on a weekly basis. So they're very, very committed to their newsletter and bringing valuable content in a way that people are looking forward to reading it. They also do highlight some great case studies, um, but they're really primarily focused on helping the a and community as a whole. And I'm gonna include a screenshot in the show notes of one of their newsletters just for you to take a look at, but hopefully you'll see that it's not overly complicated. It's just, again, really focused on valuable content that their audience, which is the a and community, really looks forward to reading.
0: The second type of email marketing that all manufacturers should be doing is automated follow-up campaigns. So these are a triggered series of emails that come from people engaging with content or engaging with your website in some way. So this could be something from downloading a white paper, requesting a sample, clicking the get a quote button, anything that gives, that asks your website visitor to give their contact information. And then you're able to follow up with them based on how they interacted and what they were engaging with to start delivering value right away. So the whole goal of these is to get them to take the next step in the buyer journey or in the sales funnel. So that means if they download a top of funnel, you know, how to guide Then you want to take them to middle of the funnel where they're comparing or if they download some type of comparison guide or a sample request, you want to get them down to the bottom of the funnel where they're ready to ask for a quote, set up a lunch and learn, something like that.
1: You know, I think the most simple way to think about automated campaigns or marketing automation is is it empowers you to send the right message to the right people at the right time. Like that's the simplest way to think about it. And as Beth was describing, it's a set of nurture sequences or nurture emails that help people to take the next step in the buyer journey. So this is a type of email marketing that should be used at every stage in the funnel. It should be used at top of funnel, middle funnel, and bottom funnel. So whether they're becoming aware of your product or they just requested a sample, you want to figure out what information that they need that's going to help them answer the questions that they have and get them to that next phase. And really the ultimate goal here is if you're doing this the right way, that your marketing automation is going to get people to the point where they say, yes, I'm, I'm ready to buy, and they raise their hand on their own. They're actually actively reaching out to say, yes, I, I'd like to talk to someone or I'd like to actually purchase your product. Whereas most manufacturers, they view their marketing automation as just, hey, let me send three quick emails talking about my product again. Again, this is a very similar symptom to newsletters.
0: And something that you said, Zach, that's really important is, that we've talked about, is getting them from one step in the buyer journey or one step in the sales funnel to the next. And that can feel overwhelming to figure out. But it's really just as simple as, imagine you were face-to-face with that person. Imagine you're at a trade show. Someone asks for a sample on the spot. You're able to give them a sample on the spot. What would you want to say to them next face-to-face? Hey, you also should check out this case study where we were able to get this building built 25% times faster. Or you also should check in with this architect who's used our product in the past and has a lot of great things to say about it and had a lot of success with it. Those are things that you would say in a natural conversation, and that's how you should treat your email marketing follow-up campaigns.
1: Yeah, it shouldn't be like, hey, you've downloaded this piece of content from our site, do you want to talk to a sales rep? Right. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I... It's too soon. It's too soon. It's like asking to get married on the first date. Yeah. Hey, I just met you. Would you like to get married and have kids?
0: It's not just about asking for commitment too soon. It's making sure that what you're following up with is related. Hey, I saw you downloaded something about office design. Do you also want to read this thing about building acoustically well-designed worship spaces? No, I don't, because I'm interested in offices. That's why I downloaded something about offices. Do you have any more information on offices?
1: It's like being at a party where someone doesn't know they're at the party. (laughs) Right. Right. If you're not sending the right message at the right time, you know?
0: Yeah. Your audience is sending you signals as they're engaging with your content. You need to be picking up on those signals when you follow up with them.
1: That's a great way to put it. And one of my favorite manufacturers that does this well is a company called Click Studios. That's C-L-I-Q Studios. We'll include a screenshot within the show notes, but they make cabinetry that's semi-custom. But if you go to their site and you request a sample, not only do you get a really nice sample that comes in the mail with some nice literature, but they send you a list of emails that I think really follows the questions that their audience has after they've gotten a sample. So I, th- I think it's, a, I actually plotted this out recently, and it's, I think it's a list of four or five emails. But it starts with, hey, you've, you've ordered a sample, we've received that, thank you very much. And then it goes down to, hey, you should read this cabinet guide that we developed. And then, how can you budget for your kitchen remodel? And why don't you submit your measurements to our design team, and we'll help you actually measure out what you need. And then they push a little bit harder to actually set up a call with one of their designers. And So it's not, hey, talk to our sales team. It's still very value-driven. But they've taken you from getting a guide, measuring, to talking to a design specialist, which is, I think, again, very, very value-driven. They clearly understand their funnel. But what they're doing is instead of just saying, hey, did you like the sample? What do you want to (laughs) buy? They're really trying to find ways to bring more value in a way that is beneficial to their audience regardless of where they are in the buyer journey. So the third and final email marketing type that we're going to talk about is one that a lot of manufacturers might not even think about, but it's outbound email marketing. So outbound email marketing is essentially a set of emails that you're sending to people who have not signed up for your newsletter or anything on your site, which to a lot of people might feel like a complete no-no. But it's actually, as long as you're in the U.S., as long as you have an unsubscribe link and you have uh, your address on there, it does comply. Now, in other countries, we can't vouch for that. That doesn't work. You're going to get in trouble. But, <laughs> but, in the, but in the U.S., it is the Wild West. So you're essentially sending targeted email communication to people who are either completely unaware that you exist or might have some knowledge of you but aren't really engaging with them within your funnel. So these are cold leads but they fit your audience profile, they fit your audience demographic. So what you're trying to do is essentially engage with them to work them into your funnel or to take a specific action that's around that outbound email campaign. Where a lot of manufacturers go wrong here is they use that email, that outbound email, to talk about themselves way too much. They launch a new product, or they've gone, or they're going to a trade show, and they land a big project. They win an award, whatever it might be. They're trying to kind of toot their own horn instead of realizing, whoa, 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 this is very cold traffic or very cold leads. They don't know anything about you. You've really got to treat these people the right way.
0: If outbound campaigns are not just telling people where you're going to be and what you're doing, really, they are instead should be about solving problems. And you can probably by this point hear a common theme. And it's a common theme through everything we talk about, but all of your marketing needs to revolve around delivering value. You need to be giving your audience solutions to common pain points, helping them grow their business, helping them be more successful. That's the main goal of your marketing is to be that go-to resource for them. So if you are going to send an outbound campaign Um, What you want to do is create a series of emails that speaks to a known pain point in your audience. Don't just email them out of the blue talking about a product launch. If you need to talk about a product launch, you need to frame it as a solution. Why did you create this product? What problem is it solving that products currently in the market can't solve? That's where you would start.
1: Or why should I even care? You've really got to answer this question why should I pay attention very, very quickly. Email is an area where people are overwhelmed and overstimulated and they have entirely too many emails in their inbox. And what we're telling you is that you should send more (laughs) if you do them the right way. And and a great example of this is let's say you go to a trade show. You go to a trade show and you get handed, uh, let's say, a couple thousand contacts from the trade show. Most manufacturers get get that list and they go, okay, let's send out a thank you for visiting our booth because that's what we want. We want to thank people for, visit, for maybe coming by. And in actuality, what you should be doing is thinking about why did they come to the show and what other information would be valuable post the show. So maybe if they if you went to, let's say, a green show, you could give five trends within the green space or Let's say, what's what's the future of the green building industry? What you're going to do is send out that email and it's going to get their attention because you're doing something that's very different than most manufacturers. Again, you're delivering that value, but you're continuing to figure out what what action do I want them to take? Do I want them to simply just subscribe to the rest of my content and to kind of inundate them in my brand and slowly work them into my newsletter? Or do I want them to get them to take a, a more serious action like, let's say, requesting a sample or downloading a piece of content. So again, if we use that green building example again, what you might do is send out those, you know, f- the future of green building, and then you slowly work in, a, in the course of two, three, four emails. Slowly work them to suggest to download a guide to green building, for example. And from there, you know you've got them. You know you've you've solidified yourself as a partner who's not just focused on selling, but who's focused on partnering with them. And that's the important thing to note across all of the email marketing that we've talked about today is that you've got to continue to build that trust. If you want to stay top of mind and be an email that they look forward to reading that's in their inbox and not just completely trashing, you've got to find ways to be creative and to drive that value and information education and even excite them in in your inbox. It can't be focused on you. Otherwise, you're going to be playing catch up trying to find ways to reassert yourself because you've damaged your brand. That's that's a big point here too, is that if you're just showing product photos and, and product launches, you're only scratching the surface for what you could be doing with your email marketing.
0: That's a really good point, Zach, because what's interesting is that if you're doing all of this correctly, if you're constantly delivering value, constantly solving problems, and not hiding who you are, which we know it can sound like that's what we're saying, but when you do send those emails about trade shows where that you're going to attend and exhibit at or about product launches or new features in your existing products, you'll actually see a greater click-through rate and greater return or greater traffic to your booth just from those emails because people actually are interested and invested in your company now because you've built goodwill, because you've built a relationship with them.
1: And you've become an authority in the yeah. space, you know. And this is especially important for building product manufacturers who are in somewhat commoditized industries. One of the best ways that you can separate yourself in the commodity industry is to be seen as the thought leader, the person, the go-to person. And regardless if you're focusing on your newsletter or you're creating automated campaigns or you're trying to get new people inundated into your funnel – Delivering that value and asserting yourself as the go-to thought leader or the the trusted guide has got to be where you focus. Okay, again, so quick recap. We've got the three different types of email marketing that every manufacturer should be doing. The first is your newsletter. This serves those people that know you exist or potentially customers or those who might be interested in your brand or your product. These tend to be people across the entire buyer journey but who have engaged with you to some extent that you're looking to continue to nurture and just build that valuable relationship with and stay top of mind. The second is those automated follow-up email campaigns or marketing automation. These are meant to nurture leads who have recently engaged with you to the point of sale. You want to get them from each stage in the buyer journey to the next one using email marketing. And then the final is outbound email campaigns. These are done to help build relationships with people who are, frankly, completely unaware that you exist or might know you exist but you want to get them into your funnel.
0: And just as a reminder, the common thread throughout all of these email marketing tactics is delivering value. You don't have to hide who you are. It's okay to talk about your product releases or things going on in your company, but that always needs to be slightly less talked about than the value that you're delivering, the solutions that you're bringing to your audience and pain points that you're helping them solve.
1: Well, that's a wrap, everyone. If you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside my co-host, Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thanks, guys. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikolov. To get the resources mentioned in
1: this podcast, visit benvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.